Hi, my name is Chris Warfuck and this is the Warfuck Anxiety Podcast, helping you reduce anxiety and live better every day. I'm really excited that you can join me and together we can learn to enjoy life more. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today I am going to give you a magic secret. And this is particularly relevant to the chocoholics in the audience, anyone with a sweet tooth. Because what if I told you that you could eat less chocolate and enjoy it even more? Well, it's totally possible, and that is what we're going to be talking about on today's show. I'm going to give you two techniques here to really enjoy your chocolate while actually reducing your intake, which is what we all want, right? We want to be healthy and still have those pleasurable experiences. And so I'm going to give you a cognitive behavioral technique to do that. And I'm going to give you a mindfulness one as well. So let's start with the cognitive behavioral stuff. And we'll start by... A couple of weeks ago, I made some chocolate ganache, which is like a little chocolate pot. And I do this quite regularly, and they are so good. Sometimes I make it with milk chocolate. Sometimes I make it with dark chocolate. And the problem with the dark chocolate is that occasionally there is just too much dark chocolate in there. Like, it's just not... Yeah, it's just a bit too much when you've got an entire pot of it. And I got through kind of 75% of it. And I realised that I wasn't actually enjoying it that much. It just, the pleasure had gone. And what I did was I stopped eating it. Now that sounds really simple and obvious, right? But actually what I would normally do and what a lot of people would do is just keep eating it. And we probably wouldn't understand why we kept eating it, but we would just kept keep on eating it long past the point where we'd stopped enjoying it. And the reason we do this is because of the split in our brain. Some people think that the brain is kind of one system, but it's actually not. It's actually lots of different systems, some of them built on top of each other. And sometimes they agree. In fact, most of the time they agree, but sometimes they don't agree. And this is exactly what we find with anxiety. I talk about this in the book, Technical Anxiety is that say if you have a fear of spiders when you see a spider you'll be terrified but you'll also know a lot of the time that there's no reason to be afraid of them right if you just see see a spider on the tv for example you will probably be really really get anxious and really experience those symptoms and you might be telling yourself well this is stupid it's on the tv there's no danger and the reason for that is these different systems in our brain not agreeing 
So the higher level brain functioning, the kind of stuff that lives in the prefrontal cortex, that will be telling us, you know, it's it's just a spider on TV or it's, it's just a harmless spider even if it's in real life, especially if you live in Britain like I do where there are no poisonous spiders. Your higher level brain function knows that it's an irrational fear. The problem is that your lower level brain functions, the kind of stuff you find in the amygdala, then that's not really interested in this logic nonsense. It's just saying, spider, spider, it's going to kill us, spider, spider, run for your life. And that's how we end up in this kind of separation where one part of our brain is giving us all this anxiety and yet another part of our brain knows that it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Now it turns out that eating a chocolate pot is actually a lot of the same thing because we're products of evolution and our lower level brain systems are geared up to know that fat and sugar are quite rare and that we should take as much of it as possible because during human evolution there just wasn't that many opportunities to get it. So what we end up with is that our higher level brain functions know that we've stopped enjoying the chocolate pot, that we've had enough, that it isn't good for us and we should just stop eating. But our lower level brain functions are just saying, "Gah, fat and sugar, get it in, get it in, eat it all, we need all the fat and sugar. So how do we solve this in a cognitive behavioural way? In, for example, with the anxiety, what we would do is, first we would have a cognitive intervention, right? That's the first step in cognitive behavioural therapy, you have a cognitive intervention. And the cognitive intervention, that the first one you do is to recognise its anxiety, right? Because once you recognise that it's an anxiety, it takes a lot of the power away. So here, when we're eating chocolate and we realise we're not enjoying it, well, the fact that we've realised it and then we identify that it's this kind of anxiety-style mismatch in our brain, that's the first step. That's essentially the cognitive intervention that we want to make is to recognise that is what's going on. Because once we make that recognition, once we make that uh, cognitive intervention, then we can change our behaviour appropriately. That's the second half, right? Of It's the behavioural aspect of it. And so, ideally, the behavioural change we'll make is to just simply stop eating it. That, that's kind of the dream, right? We just want to stop eating the chocolate pot. Now, that's not always easy, of course. I don't know about you, but I've often kind of eaten half a chocolate bar and then put the rest down and said right I'm just going to stop because I've had enough chocolate and then I find myself eating away at it. Luckily Richard Wiseman in his book Rip It Up gives us some advice on this and he says well we want to act in a way that makes it look like we don't want to eat the chocolate because a lot of our emotions and thoughts are driven by our behaviours so if we use the as if principle as outlined by William James, and pretend that we don't want the chocolate, then it'll make it easier to resist. So what we want to do when we make that cognitive intervention, that should be the trigger for us to change our behaviour and actually move the chocolate away. So whether that's putting it back in the fridge, in your desk drawer, if you're in the office, if, if you've got plenty of cash and can just buy more, maybe even throw it away. Like Just get it out of sight so that you're not tempted to go back and start eating it in five minutes time. So that's 
the kind of cognitive behavioural side. We want to recognise that there's a mismatch in our brain and use that as a behavioural cue to do something different, to get rid of the chocolate. And that way, we've had the chocolate we wanted, we're not going to eat the rest, and we're not going to go through that kind of uncomfortable stage where you're eating chocolate that actually you don't want. And if we do want to come back to it later, we can, and it'll be far more enjoyable than if we just kept eating. I also promised you a mindful technique for eating chocolate. How can we really enjoy chocolate more? And this is something that Ruby Wax discusses in her book, Sane New World. She talks about how often when we're eating a chocolate bar, we really remember the first piece and the last piece and the middle is just a blur. And this is something that I do all the time for years. I will admit I have been eating chocolate wrong. I've been doing it incorrectly. I've been eating that first piece and that last piece and everything in the middle gets eaten but I don't remember it. And and that's rubbish because you're paying for it, right? You're paying both in financial terms and you're paying for it in the calories. So we really want to get the maximum pleasure. So what we want to do is try and apply some mindfulness to this. That means that when we pick up the chocolate bar to eat it, then we don't want to be distracting ourselves with other things. We want to make sure that we focus on actually enjoying the chocolate bar. And we want to savour every mouthful, really concentrate on that. It's, it's so easy to just stuff it into your mouth while doing something else. We want to cut all of that out and eating a chocolate bar is chocolate bar time and we are focused on that chocolate bar. Now, what that means is we get two benefits from that or one is that we enjoy the chocolate more because we really that amazing feeling you get when you put that first piece in your mouth then that stays a lot longer i mean it's always a bit of diminishing returns but you really enjoy it more if you really focus on it and it's you know you won't find it's just a blur afterwards which is what we're trying to avoid and the second benefit we get out of it as well as it being more enjoyable is that if we do find we stop enjoying it our you know, we just don't want any more, maybe we're full of chocolate, if that's even a thing, then we'll be able to make a cognitive intervention again and say, right, I'm going to stop eating this chocolate. And once again, we're enjoying chocolate more and we are reducing our chocolate intake, which which are both great things, right? They say uh, work, work smarter, not harder. Well, I think this is eating chocolate smarter, not more, I think. So those are the two techniques. There's a cognitive intervention, one, to make it stop when we stopped enjoying it, and mindfulness, really enjoying your chocolate time, and don't just waste those calories. Mm-hmm.